0: We're live. I think I start off every one of these with K. K.
1: K. Well, of us to start. <laughs> I know. It's so better than saying B or <laughs> D or F. Well, I don't know. That could F be. Might,
0: <laughs> might be more in line. I, yeah, I just—it's the little things that you pick up on that you kind of do out of habit when you're when you don't know. Yeah. Like just listening and editing every one of these and I'm just realizing I start off every single one the (laughs) same way. I'm like okay, okay, here we go okay (laughs) It's ridiculous Now
1: next time you're going to be paralyzed it's going to be silence for like 10 minutes because we don't know how to start
0: That's okay though, I would cut the silence out (laughs) It's the magic of podcasting (laughs) I can actually just uh, chop that right out of there we chop all this out right now. Who knows if this Except will stay Except that yet. we
1: have not chopped anything yet. Uh, or did you? I'm and trying I didn't to think.
0: know. No, I'm trying to think. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I chop you out all the time <laughs> so that I sound smarter.
1: <laughs> so the one you send me to listen to is not the same <laughs> as everyone else's.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, that could happen. Um, no, I don't think I really have. Well, again, because we were, I mean... When we started this, the thing we talked about was that uh, we just wanted to record our conversations. Yep. So,
2: yep.
0: you can't edit your conversations, even if even if I like say something stupid, I leave it in there. So, because you know, it's that's part of a conversation. <laughs>
1: part of what happens when we talk. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Right. Uh, we didn't make a new drink for this time. Yeah. So, well, I mean, we've, we've had this one other time before, but somebody... Yeah, we did oh, Yeah. Ahead.
1: I was going to say, this was one of those, have you tried this from yeah. a friend of yours, a co-worker, and... Um, I
0: was like, I've never heard of putting these two things together before, but we went ahead and tried it here. Let's, here. Let's try it here. So this okay. is a rum and tonic. Rum and tonic. Yeah.
1: And it... Actually, tastes like cola, which is it really does. weird. It
0: is kind of weird. It's got so, a very cola-ish taste. I, I guess I've never,
1: is. I've only had rum in like more of a tropical type yeah, of like drink. Fruity drinks, yeah. So yeah. having it like this was yeah really different. So. And it kind of
0: helps too that this is uh, this is a spiced rum. This is Kraken spiced, spri- spi- <laughs> Kraken <Wow>. spiced. <laughs> we should edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I get the Kraken brand. Spiced rum because uh,
1: it has a pirate on it.
0: No, that's Captain Morgan. <laughs>
1: oh, wait, Kraken. What does it have on it? It
0: has a big octopus or a oh. Kraken. It's oh, you know, a kraken. It, <laughs> you know what?
1: You know what makes me think of though uh, is Pirates of the Caribbean. Like it when I look at the bottle, yeah, that's what it makes sure. me think of. So uh, yeah, that's where I went with pirate. Sorry, I don't <laughs> Captain Morgan. Oh yeah, it does. Captain have
0: Morgan's a... like a super famous rum brand. But uh, anyway,
1: this is more of an authentically looking. <laughs> pirate room there's no pirate on it <laughs> i know but
0: <laughs> that's okay listen
1: i haven't obviously i haven't had enough of this <laughs>
0: right yeah I'm, I'm in this really difficult place right now i'm in this place where i can keep correcting you and then i sound like an asshole or i can say okay you can be right
1: but i'm not I, and then i
0: sound like an <laughs> asshole <laughs> so i'm gonna stop talking about this <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it, the spiced rum has a cola-ish color to it, even. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe helps that a little bit, but, I mean, it's not like, I mean, it's like an RC Cola or something, yeah. like, <laughs> or maybe a Kroger brand cola, you know, that just says cola on the can. Well,
1: I'm, I'm realizing with the way this one tastes, you really don't need a rum and Coke, you just need rum, rum and, tonic. and tonic. Right. So, it kind of is the same drink, just... Yeah, I guess so. Without the col I mean the actual cola flavor, but although it tastes like it. <laughs> anyway. I, we should move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this,
0: this is probably our least uh, least informed alcohol conversation <laughs> yet. every other conversation we've had. We've like we've actually had something to say that's mm. you know We have nothing to we're say like, about this. Blah,
1: blah. We have been in um, Shelter Inn for a little while now. We so have this been. might have something to yeah. do with it.
0: Wow. Yes we have. Um, as have everyone else. Right, right, right. Um, and, uh, well, not everyone else, I guess. I mean, I, I, again, I like, so I I think this is okay, but I went to Lowe's by myself yesterday to buy things for, to do projects around here. And so. Fix some stuff, yeah. Yeah, fix some stuff and, and, uh, you know, just some projects that had been outstanding. And so I went and picked a few things up and I was like, my God, I've never seen Lowe's this full. Like the parking lot has never been as full as it was. I'm like so I think well it's okay if I just run out and grab something and I forget that (laughs) everyone else is thinking the same thing. Yeah. Which then I'm like you know just and then you know we were right there by Walmart and you know Kaylee told us that Walmart has been you know pretty kind of like a ghost town in there because a lot of people have been taking advantage of the curbside pickup, so I was like, "Well, we have to pick up a few things, so I'll just pop in real quick." So I'm right here. I'll grab those couple things. It was packed in there, um, and it was. Uh, I came back, and I, I didn't even. I didn't tell you this last night, but I came back, and I was like, like I could a feel panic in there. feel like like some anxiety because it was like I was just trying to stay away from people, yeah. you know, um, and it uh, and it wasn't going. So great staying away from people. So not everyone is, is sheltering in place. Now, I think I added to it yesterday and I got to think of, I mean, we got to think through this a little bit more. I mean, we have to be able to get, you know, groceries and all that kind right. of stuff. And, you know, and if I need something to fix something in the house or whatever, I mean, I need to be able to go grab that. But if everybody is thinking they need Same to thing. too,
1: then what are we, how, are, how is it
0: working? You I know. know. I
1: think, um, I know your trip to Walmart was a bit, um, like a s- secondary decision along the way. Um, you ended up being able to shop for my mom and stuff. So it was really good. But I think it up being
0: a longer trip because of that, that yeah. made be some of it too, But but, but, I but she can't get out at all.
1: No, and but I think there are some options out there depending on how long we're going to be doing this that we need to take advantage of, which would be some, you know, you can order online your food online at Walmart and they will bring it out to you in the parking lot, and you know, yeah. and maybe they'll feel better about that as people who are employed there right now. That the fewer faces, bodies that they're engaged with, the better. So
2: yeah,
1: um, and then today, um. You know, they just released information from the CDC that we're supposed to be wearing face masks. now, <laughs> And um, I'm like, well, pull out the bandanas. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm just I think we're just looking for as few reasons to go out as possible. So when which you is do go out,
0: intent of it. yeah. Right.
1: But when you do go out, you try and do everything at one time so that you're only making one trip out, which I think makes it feel like a bigger trip more exposure longer. So it's got its pros and cons, I suppose. Yeah,
0: and we, but we really do. Like, we, like before I, you know, if we think we need something, you know, that, you know, at the store or whatever, some staple or, or whatever else, then we're like, okay, let's go through the fridge and see if there's anything else that we need, you right. know? And, and so we're trying to, like, we're trying to make complete lists and, and all that. I mean, we don't know how to do this. Nobody knows how to do this, right?
1: no. But I think um, if we're all trying to use as much common sense with it as possible, um, and we're just really caring about our neighbor, you know, then I think we we make better decisions while we are doing those things we have to do. Sure. Um, But it's when when those two uh, worlds clash between I'm taking this seriously and I care about whether or not I'm infecting someone or someone's infecting me. And then the other world that says this is all a big hoax, which yeah. is part of what we wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Um, more on um, uh, kind of on that level of faith and, you know, how that plays into all of this um, sheltering in, but also just the 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 whole science versus faith conversation. Um, and as you and I had in, talked. In
0: relation to some crazy articles we've read. Uh, we'll, right we'll some some yeah.
1: news that's yeah. out there right now um, but one of the things you and I had said <laughs> we started to have this conversation in our um, in our basement and uh, we kind of stopped ourselves we We're like, well, if we're gonna have this conversation, we should hold off and wait for you know the mic to be on and um, but our conclusion was we have no idea where this is gonna go. yeah, so we're gonna have this conversation. But we really don't know where it's going to land. Um, the only thing is is that we're hoping that in, somewhere in this conversation there are some, um, some helpful thoughts or some, some things that we can bring up in the conversation that cause us to think differently. Or, or not just differently, but cause us to think about this at all mm-hmm. um, in a way that makes us more um, community-minded and maybe more proactive and... And how we are engaging our neighbor, and maybe we have to look at how we're engaging our faith and um, this always you know crisis like this always brings up um, or it's kind of a, a bit of a mirror. It forces us to look at whether or not what we believe and how we act are actually aligning with each other. Right. So
0: no and and I think that um, you know this is something that that you and I talk around a lot. We don't necessarily talk about it as pointedly as I think we're intending to today. So it'll be, I mean, it's interesting for me just to talk to you, I you know, much less anybody else. But it's, I'm, I'm interested to dive into this with you because again, we just haven't really done that yet. Um, but, you know, part of, um, part of what I expressed to you earlier too, though, was that I want to I want to be a little careful too, because, you know, in talking around this, like you and I do, it's mostly when things kind of pop up and you're like, what the hell, you know, right. what? who's, who's doing that or, <laughs> you know, why would they say that? Or, you know, that kind of thing. And because of my background within the church, um, it, it raises up like this, um, If I'm just really honest, this anger response in Mm. me Um, and because I, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say this is, I'm not going to say this is right, but uh, I have a, I hold an incredibly high standard for anybody who is leading in the church because I think that anyone who is leading in the church wields Incredible amounts of power over people. Right. Um, incredible amounts of power over people, and um, and I think that those who are, you know, serving in that capacity, um, should be held to a very high standard mm-hmm. as to what they do with that power. Right. Um, and um, and and they they may not even. You know, there are some who, again, you're talking about, you know, on on the spectrum, right? Right. There are those who know that they're wielding the power and they do it in manipulative ways and all that kind of stuff. Then there are those, too, who I genuinely, I believe, don't want to wield any power. They just want to serve. They just want to love. But they do anyway. And and they have to be aware of that, too, right? And so when I hear, you know, within the faith context, things that get, done or things that get said that i'm like that's just not good that's just Mm -hmm. that's not okay you know Mm -hmm. it's it's like it it raises up this anger response in me and so you know for today i don't want (laughs) to um i don't want us to get into this and i'll just start raging on the mic (laughs) (laughs) um although I have talked about a podcast idea where that could be okay. Oh, I love you know? your
1: podcast idea. <laughs> totally
0: I... separate podcast. Oh, my gosh. Um. <laughs> I, I
1: am I am so anxious for you to start that podcast.
0: I don't know. I'm a little scared, too, because I'm a little, honestly, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm not, it, it would, again, it would be a very in-your-face kind of idea um, but anyway whatever let's I'm not really talk in about in your it right face
1: now. to a certain group of people that probably <laughs> need to be in your face about but uh, there's a there's a couple yes. of things that you yes. said there two things that i'm interested in one i really want to understand more why um, it conjures up an anger response for you so that's one question i have the other question or the other not really a question but the parallel that i keep <laughs> you're gonna think this is so funny Because, but, but we actually mentioned it while we were watching the show.
0: (laughs) I'm so ready. Right. (laughs)
1: Okay. This whole, uh, Tiger King thing. (laughs) Right. And they have these, basically these three different main characters in, in the documentary that each have their own cultish way of handling their business. So true. And it has nothing to do with religion per se. Except that they've really organized a different religion around, you think at first it's around lions, it's really not, or tigers, it's really not about animals. Um, it's actually more about money and it's more about um, uh, power and yeah. who's in charge of this and who owns this market, right? right? And, you know, you sit back and you watch that, and if you just trade the tigers for church pews. I you know. Seriously, it's it, it can often not be very different. Uh,
0: yes, absolutely. So
1: I, I say that because there are definitely the extremes out there. We watch Tiger King, and you're you're like, oh my gosh, this is like so ridiculous. It's so far out there, and yet I'm so gravitated to finish watching it. Right. right. So we know it's kind of it's got this whole ridiculous side that to it. So there are those. In the faith community that land in the Tiger King category.
0: There are.
2: There are.
1: (laughs) Where it's so ridiculous that you sit back and you go, I don't know how anybody bought into that. Right? Right. So we know that there's that extreme. And, um, but I think there's a lot that the majority of us are more um, intertwined with are more exposed to or involved in that doesn't land to that extreme. So I guess I'm just saying that, that, that there can be, um, a yielding of leadership in such a gratuitous way as that, that we know shouldn't exist. I think it's pretty common sense. We know that shouldn't exist. Um, but, um, one of the things I think we wanted to dive into is that really, fine line between science and faith um that we i think if we're all honest we struggle with at some capacity through this whole thing um you know what do we trust who do we trust um and if we are in a position of um faith leadership of any kind um how should we handle this delicate um balance um without really hurting people um, without hurting the community as a whole. This is one time where globally we're all dependent on each other for doing the right thing. Right. Um, and if if we don't collectively do this well, um, we collectively fail together.
0: Uh, we collectively add to the body count. Right. I mean, let, if we're just going to call right. it as it is. Um, there are... Um, there is there is real life at stake mm-hmm. in this and um and and the entire scientific community the entire medical community mm-hmm. has been saying this that there is there is real life at stake here and and the things that we do today can can keep that number on the lower side or can skyrocket it right. and the the projections are astronomical. The projections are from the hundreds of thousands to close to a million. Right. You know. Um. And, you know, any, any again, that's the absolute worst mm-hmm. case scenario on there, right? But I'm just saying that that's we're talking about real human beings here. We're talking about brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. We're talking about spouses and in children. We're talking about you know, mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles and grandparents. I mean, we're we're yeah. talking about real people, um, real people that, um, well, I was say, real people that matter. It, people matter. Period. Right, right, right. Um, and and so <laughs> this isn't a, um, it's not a, it's not a small blip in history that we're in right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is um, this is a a marker. This is one of those things. One of those time periods that will be remembered, I mm-hmm. I think, forever, you know, that yeah, um, and, and how we respond to it, how right how we live in this time, how we care for one another, um, by you know, by pulling back and staying home or you know, or or ignoring it and going to Walmart, you know, mm-hmm. um, h- how we do that will that is what will be remembered, you know? Yeah. Did we rise in this time or did we was this a a completely needless tragedy because it didn't ha- the, the casualties didn't have to be that bad, you right. know?
1: Well, and I think it will it will birth um beautiful leaders. Um, you know, those who I hope
0: so. Yeah. I, I
1: think there's some that have have uh, risen to the task unrisen well um, this isn't over I can't imagine what leadership is going through right. at this time even the small areas of leadership that we've experienced within our you know immediate community um, every decision matters um, for those around you so um, there's incredible pressure there I will say though I do come into this conversation much like you with a very high standard as to how we yield that position of leadership within the faith community. And I do for this reason. Um, When it comes to faith, when it comes to what we believe about God, um, those who have been placed or placed themselves, a little bit of both, in a position of some kind of spiritual authority or leadership, um... No matter what the actual theology is that you believe around that, um, as far as what their position between God and the congregation is, um, it is a position that uh, works very hard to establish trust, um, and, it, and for good reason, mm-hmm. um, they should, um, but if not uh, handled with incredible wisdom— and care um, can be simply a position of manipulation and power. Mm -hmm. And so for that reason, um, I'm highly critical because I think people are very vulnerable in faith. They're vulnerable because they immediately have decided that they're going to place their trust somewhere. And if that trust has been placed in God, um, any kind of faith structure around God Um, They have relinquished something about themselves, some level of power of themselves to trusting um, a deity, right? Um, And so when you have a person in leadership who represents that deity that they have uh, released some of that personal power to, um, it's a vulnerable space.
2: Mm.
1: And I think it's one that, um, that when we get in times of crisis... That space that we've opened up in vulnerability can be our spouse, can be a parent, can be a lot of different things. But if we are part of a faith structure, a faith community, um, we've opened up that vulnerability there. And so in a time of crisis, we allow ourselves to move into that vulnerable space and say, I trust this, you know, because I've chosen to trust this. Right. Sure. So. um, So when I see some of the things that are happening throughout um, America, specifically um, with the faith community, I start to boil from the inside um, because I think that each of those people have uh, trusted um, a space of themselves to that structure of faith. It really doesn't matter whether I agree with the theology of that faith, just understanding that they've opened themselves up to that and say, I depend on this, I, I consider this my community, all of the social dynamics that go around that, um, pressures within the community, positive and negative, um, and then guidance from someone, they want to trust someone, just like we want to trust that our president's going to open his mouth and actually say something of correctness, you know, I know that's asking a lot, <laughs> but I'm saying we, You're if, right. if, if we, we take,
0: want to trust if we want,
1: right. we want to trust whether, whether
0: it ever happens or not.
2: We want We want to trust somebody
1: that. to stand up there with confidence and say, this is how it is. This is what we're going to do. I may agree or disagree with it, but we want some level of confidence that things are going to be okay. Um, yeah. or an assurance that we're doing everything that we can. Right. Um, so Um, I just think it's an incredibly vulnerable um, place that, that this faith community is in right now in this crisis. Um, Yeah.
0: So let's just, I mean, to, to kind of talk specifically about, you know um, you know, what kind of got us riled Mm -hmm. up about this Um, it's, you know, it's that there have been a, a couple of, pastors who have made um, national news, and of course this is within the evangelical community, It's mm-hmm. you know, I haven't seen it within other communities, but um, a couple of pastors who have said, we don't care if stay-at-home orders have been issued, we're still going to meet because, you know, and, you know, essentially saying, um, I'm not quoting right now, but essentially saying that because they believe that God is bigger than any virus and that God will We'll keep mm-hmm. them safe. I think one pastor was even quoted as saying, Jesus will keep us safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and, and closer to home, we just <laughs> learned of a, uh, a pastor in Coeur d'Alene just down the road here.
1: And a state representative. And he also he happens to be a state, state representative,
0: representative in Idaho who um who is denying the the governor's um, stay-at-home order, order yeah shelter in place order for Idaho and uh, and saying they're going to continue to meet anyway and then he's now trying to uh, gather um, backing to actually from fight other representatives it. Yeah, yeah to fight it saying that this is unconstitutional and you can't um, stop your violators
1: you know, are um, I our constitutional right to to assemble, gather, yeah. to assemble.
0: Yeah. All, it, all that. And, um, and then, uh, you know, another national news thing is that, you know, Florida just, you know, issued a shelter. Um, a shelter in place. And I don't know why it's so hard for me to remember shelter in place. I want to say stay at home. I, I
1: think so. the, the different States are saying different things yeah, and social but it media is says place, stay at yes. home. Yeah.
0: Um, so, you know, so Florida finally, you know, said, okay, we'll, we'll get on board with that too, but we're going to exempt churches. We're going to say that, um, that churches those are essential, um, gathering places. And so we're not going to stop people from gathering in those churches. And and you're, you're sitting back and you're looking at this and you're, and you're like, you're, you're watching the numbers of, of, of those who are being, <laughs> you know, tested positive, which You know, I think it's a fairly common um, understanding within the medical community that um, we are way behind on testing. So whatever numbers we have that are testing positive, we know that numbers are far beyond that as to who actually has it. Right. Um, And then watching the numbers of deaths skyrocketing, like just picking up steam. Yeah. yeah. And then watching people who are fighting against just um, fighting against not gathering. Right. Hey, just hey, listen, here's the thing. Just don't get together in big groups, you know, that will keep a disease from spreading like wildfire amongst your community and watching them have these visceral responses to that. And nobody's going to tell us what we can do. And and our God is bigger than this virus. And, you know, and and so on and so forth. And and it's just it's it's it it does It, it makes me angry. Because they are actively participating in endangering of people's lives. They are actively participating in that. And here's the thing. They should know better. Mm -hmm. They should know better, you know? Um, But you hear things, you know, coming out of, you know, you know, little quotes and and that sort of thing about, you know, um, God has not given us the spirit of fear, which is a Bible verse. And, and, um, and that, um, you know, that um, that God is on our side and he'll keep us safe so we don't have anything to be afraid of and, and that sort and of thing. And
1: I've heard um, some people say that it's a test of our faith. Yeah. That if we choose to shelter in, um, that we are trusting government over God. And so this is a test of our faith, which reminds me, makes me think back of the... Uh, the snake churches, you know the
0: yeah dancing with rattlesnakes yeah and yeah right Which, right
1: um if I go back a few generations in my family coming from Arkansas, um, Alabama area, then um, that is what some of my grandparents and great grandparents were right. a part of. That was their experience, first right. exposure with church, and um, and knowing the damage that that did to them over time in um, in that it it's um, it feels very similar um and this is that that space like i i know that we felt in just before the shelter in was uh mandated here in the state of Washington there's this weird space prior to that where if you are believing that this is to be a serious thing that this this virus is for real and it has real damage ahead of it um you might be a little bit crazy or a little bit panicked or a little bit afraid if you buy into that. Right.
2: right.
1: So don't panic. Everybody's overreacting. Um, we need to, um, you know, we need to wash our hands, but um, the shelter in thing is just too far. It's too extreme. So prior to that being mandated, you feel this tension between if I Go on one of these two things. I, it's like a social pressure, right? Um, some of it feels a little politically divided, but I think even more than that, um, I think nobody nobody really wants to come across like they're panicking or afraid. I don't think as human beings we want people to know. Yeah, nobody. We're wants afraid. That. No. Um. So when um, that was this period of time. I would say maybe a week or two. Um, prior to our sheltering and going in place where I really felt that socially. Um, so then you place that in a faith community. That gets really, really hard. Because if I really do believe in God and I really do trust God as a voice in my life, as a way of life, as the, the choices that I make on a daily basis about my family, about morality, about all kinds of things... But then I'm put to test that if I really trust God, I'm not going to buy into this um, information coming from the science community. God, that just, it really honestly just breaks my heart that people are in that position at all. Um, Rather than a leader just saying, we can trust God and we can shelter in. Yeah. Right?
0: And I think <laughs> that's that, um, common
1: sense to me. I don't. Yeah, you know, and, I... <laughs> and this is
0: where you know, again, this is a, a you know a whole different conversation. I'm not starting us on Mm-mm. something else right now, but it's okay. where you know we talk about you know how we view the world and how we look at things colored through certain lenses and, and that kind of thing. And and somebody else doesn't have the same lenses. You know, right,
1: right.
0: Somebody else has um, a lot more um, pressure to conform to you know, a a certain faith practice or way of belief or something. And so, which colors the entire thing, which makes it, which adds a layer of complexity that we're not currently living with right now too. And I, I have to, I have to give some space to that too. And, and I guess when I, when I, there's a part of me that just kind of wants to plead with people that, that, Hey, you don't have to give up any part of faith in order to acknowledge that there is, there's something dangerous out there right now. Yeah. You know? Um, And, and, and here's the, and I, and I know this is part of what, you know, you and I have, um, have come to in our faith journey. um, That, that we believe that, I mean, I, and I think it's I think it's it's fine to say that, mm-hmm. you know, without going to a whole lot of explanation right. of it, that that we do believe in a God.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We believe that uh, that God is um, is engaged and is in is interactive in the world in which we live. And I mm-hmm. think even amongst all people mm-hmm. um, and And I also think that for whatever reason, that God being doesn't stop everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It it doesn't stop every bad thing from happening. And, And including so much so to the point that one thing that every single one of us can count on is that some disease, some accident, some you know, something will go into effect at some point in time in our life and end our life as we know it currently. Yeah. There, at some point in time, we don't overcome, right? And, right? and so, okay, so what that takes us into then is a, a whole different way of thinking about, well then, w- but what is the point of all this then? Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, and again, I, I think that, I think we should do a deep dive into that sometime mm-hmm. on this. And that's not really what exactly. we're, we're talking about right now, but just to, to acknowledge that there are things that we can and should do today to take care of ourselves to take care of our loved ones to take care of others that we you know care about um to protect ourselves you know from from certain things um you know i i I think about the extreme like you're talking about the the snake dancers uh I i don't i don't
1: know that they were dancers are they dancers
0: well, they they do dance. Oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah, watch okay. those videos. There's lots of it. Yeah, yeah
1: okay, in okay. Yeah, with okay. the snakes. Yeah. yeah, I
0: think. Anyway. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, gotcha.
0: When I when I think about that, I am I am never going to go dance with deadly venomous snakes.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Is is that because I don't have faith that 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 God can save me? No, it's because people get bit. And suffer excruciating pain and even die. I'm not going to say all the time, but, you know, with some amount of certainty from snake bites Mm -hmm. and, you know, if they if they're exposed to them. And I don't want that. So one way I can be sure to not die or or feel excruciating pain from a snake bite is to not dance with them. Now, that (laughs) seems like common sense, (laughs) but that's I don't have the lens that they do. Right. Okay. Um, uh, if I, um, if, you know, think of some, you know, other deadly disease, you know, um, we just had an Ebola outbreak that happened not too long ago. I didn't go and try to prove my faith by going and, you know. Traveling across the country or traveling, Mm -hmm. you know, out of the country to some, you know, some Ebola hotbed to prove that that I believe in God and and that no Ebola is going to get me. Why? Well, because Ebola is a horrible disease that 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 when people die from it, they die in horrible, excruciating ways. I don't want that. (laughs) I'm like, so one way I can be sure to not get Ebola is to not go into, you know, hotbeds of an Ebola outbreak, mm-hmm. right? On and on and on. You can come up with all kinds of of scenarios where we take life preserving measures all the time. We we eat food. We don't just go without food because, well, God will sustain me on on God's own, and so I don't have to think about that. Um, I drink water so I don't dehydrate and die. I that's not a lack of faith. Um, I, I, I I go to the doctor when <laughs> when you know I'm I'm sick or, or whatever. what. We do life saving measures all the time, but there's there's something that that rises up, um, in and it's like this it's like this defiant kind of thing that happens, um, in in certain church leaders. That, um, or, you know, I would say, yeah, and I'm only going to kind of speak to the couple of instances that are, that have made the news, you know, I'm not going to speak broader than that, but that, that kind of rises up and like, you know, well, we're going to stand against this and we're not going to be afraid of it and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, it's not about being afraid of it. I mean, it's fine if you are, it's just about, again, like you said, using some common sense um and using some uh normal uh just life preserving kinds of of measures um mm-hmm. and, and not just for myself but for those whom i'm wh- who i'm around too um those who i'm in community with those that i i i say that i love and care about and And I think that's the thing that just gets under my skin. It's what it's it's what gets me angry is that when um, when there's when it is a a highly hypocritical kind of statement, because in every other instance, they will take a life preserving kind of measure. Mm -hmm. Um, But not in this one, you know. Mm-hmm. because they've decided that it's a you know it's about something else i guess i don't know i can i i, well, I can't I, imagine all the re- things that they're that they're thinking
1: i i can back to you that there are a few reasons why a leader if we're going to talk about the leaders there's a different thing from the followers i think we've addressed that a little bit that all the reasons we come to trust a leader for various reasons um, but i think there's something that as as leaders that we get motivated by. Um, one of them is uh, we're motivated by losing control of things. Um, so if, if what has been working or what I've been working towards is suddenly going to be disrupted by somebody else's decision, the government saying, I have to do this, this, or this, um, then uh, we, we have this sense of, wait, this was mine. Um, it's out of control now. I need to hold on to control, right? So there's an issue there. Um, the other can be financial. I think there's some things, but in a digital world where so much of finances and giving to nonprofits and churches and that sort of thing can be done online um, or digitally, um, I think we can, we can say that may or may not be a motivator. Um, and then the other is just simply power. Um, where I, I have I to be, that's the
0: biggest one. I do
1: too. Um, that, um, that there, there must be, um, a need for it. There must be a position already, um, ordained for it, um, that we would yield, um, spiritual, this is spiritual oppression, um, where we're, where we have leaders who are telling people that they do not have enough faith if they, um, consider science. Um it's just flat out manipulation. Um so I go what do you, what do we do with that as as a community? Um one, I think it's really hard to, to educate right now because one, mm. it's either it's either that education isn't a value in that construct or two, we have the situation that we have right now where education is all over the place. You know, um.
0: Yeah, who do you trust? Who
1: do you trust? And right now, I'm, I, for me personally, I'm trusting the stories coming out of the medical community. So, those of my uh, acquaintances and friends who are part of the medical community and seeing things firsthand, um, I'm trusting what they're saying, um, because they're in the trenches right now. Right. Um, but, and, and those beyond that, the scientists, those who are doing the research to figure this out. Um, but, uh, I think that that is up for debate um, within the church community because it is so fickle as to who's telling the, the most accurate information anyway. Um, so what do you say to those who are involved in faith communities who have this type of pressure existing, um, a social pressure that this is a hoax or that... Um, you know, science isn't to be depended on, um, faith is more important, um, or even that even more, I think, subtle but powerful message, um, that, um, that everything's going to be okay, just trust God. Everything isn't going to be okay. (laughs) That's the hard reality. Because, I don't even know the number right now because it's changing all the time, but how many people have actually died? It wasn't okay for them. It
0: was over 5,000. Yes.
1: And those who are surviving aren't necessarily surviving okay. They have some permanent damage to their bodies going through this disease. Not everyone, but a lot of them. I heard a a doctor on um, the news this morning. Like I said, it's just information who knows what's true and what's not, but saying that that if people end up on ventilators, it's really difficult to have a success rate of them coming off of a ventilator. Yeah, this right is with it. or without coronavirus. And so when we have this many people needing to be on ventilators, we're looking at, at a really terrible situation. Not everything is going to be okay. So what is, what is the hope for us as a faith community through a crisis like this? I think it has to be something different than I'm either agreeing with the the science or I'm not, or I am on board with the Republican or the Democrat um, version of of this crisis, or you know all of those millions of different camps that we can lie in. I think we have to really decide um, if I come from a faith community that believes that. There is God and that God is somehow part of me, in me, through me, around me, connected with me, then I have to trust that inner um that inner conversation. Um I've been using the word alignment a lot. Mm. Am I is that is there peace between um my actions? And what I believe mm. if my faith says this, but my actions say this, there's a disconnect between that. There's a disalignment. Right. Um, so I think what I owe myself is the opportunity to bring those two things into alignment and say, man, if, if I'm all on board for going out and getting coronavirus, you know, and that's in alignment with me. Know the risk that you're putting other people in by doing that. And if you're in alignment with that, and that's okay with you, it might not be okay with your neighbor. And so at the very minimum, can we be in alignment with our faith and saying, this won't affect me, I just need to trust God and still um, care about my neighbor? Right. Um, th- that's, that's what I ask. So Idaho, who's debating this as a constitutional... Um, Crisis <laughs> to have a shelter in. Um, a right to assemble means that my right to be safe is now violated as a community. So we have to we have to look at how this affects more than just ourselves. If we're going to continue to be selfish in our faith and selfish within our community, um, yeah. Uh, interactions then we should we will get what's coming and i don't mean that as like a (sighs) we 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 deserve this so much but there will be natural ramifications of us not caring about our neighbor through this um we will get hurt in this our neighbor will get hurt in this this will go on much longer than we need it to go on um, I think the goal for everyone is to see this thing end as quickly as possible. Um, and I would hope that in that process, no matter what the faith construct is, no matter what I believe about God and what He's capable of or what He's going to choose to do and inter- how He's going to choose to interact, um, you know, if we're going to take the evangelical faith, He does say to love our neighbor as ourselves. And if we, if we land on nothing else, then wrestle with that.
0: You know, there's, there's one other piece to this too. Um, And I think it's a, a, reframing of of how we um how we look at things too um you know you said you said earlier that um you know that you've you've heard it being said you know everything's going to be okay just trust god um i've seen that on
1: countless mm. memes on mm-hmm. facebook
0: and instagram and right. you know, people posting it's, it's all going to work out it's all right. going to be okay and and so agreeing with you that um how ignorant of a statement that can be mm-hmm. as as soon as it lands on someone who has yes. l- lost a loved one. Right. Right. Um and that you know <laughs> that there have been there have there have been lots of the elderly who have died. Yeah. But there have been children that have died too. A
1: seven week old um, baby just died.
0: Yeah. There have yeah. been spouses who have been lost. There have been people who have lost like a a mother and a sister and a yeah. brother within a week of each other yeah. all related to this right and, to... and
1: can't even grieve together because they can't yeah. be around each other yeah
0: like... I just read a um, um, an article this morning about this um, this woman who her husband died of of coronavirus and she said they wouldn't even let me go say goodbye to him as he was dying mm-hmm. and of course they didn't Right. Of course, because you can't be around him. Right. But the heart wrenching nature of that story, the, the ignorance, that statement falling on that person's ears of it's all going to be okay. God's in control. Right.
1: Well, then you're left with, then I don't want anything to do with God. Right. Right.
0: I, I want to challenge the evangelical community in Mm. particular. Um, and again, it's the, it's the community we're most familiar with, right? Right. right. I want to challenge the evangelical community who is, who's making these statements um, to one, to practice some silence for a period mm-hmm. of time to, to practice listening rather than feeling the need to speak out. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's, it's, maybe a little hypocritical because here we are recording a podcast right now. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll take that. You know, somebody finds that hypocritical. I'll take that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, to just, to listen, to listen to people's fears, Mm -hmm. to listen to people's pains, to listen to people's anguish and their griefs and Mm -hmm. their, you know, all their anxieties, all that before offering, platitudes
2: mm-hmm.
0: because I have come to a place in in my faith journey where I, I don't hold to those same platitudes anymore.
2: Right.
0: Um I don't believe that God is going to make everything work out
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay. Right. right. Um for in everyone's best interest in uh, I don't believe that anymore. Why for this, for this <laughs> primary reason, I think that we are so limited in our understanding of all that is. Let's just, I mean, let's, mm-hmm. let's paint with a very broad brush right now. We are, we ha- it has been proven how little we know of just the planet that we live on, much less of the cosmos much less of
1: coronavirus uh, we don't even know haven't figured that out
0: right it's an unknown to us at this point right okay so if it's so blatantly in our face how little we actually understand how can how can I pretend to know what is what's best for everyone anymore how can I pretend to know what is good for everyone anymore um, and I'm not talking about in what you might call black and white things. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not good for anybody to, to kill somebody else. Okay. I'm not right. talking right, right, about right. that. I'm I'm talking about that when I think that in a broader understanding of saying, trust God, everything will be okay. If you cannot envelop within that... That it's it's okay if it all falls apart,
2: mm-hmm.
0: because because my trust in God is can withstand everything, even falling apart. Because there's because I I understand there's something yeah. else that might be going on.
2: Right.
0: If if your understanding, you know, it can't, you know, if your if your just trust God can't encompass that you might lose everything, your, Mm -hmm. your home, your, uh, your finances, your ability to make money, your, um, your own personal health, uh, the, uh, the lives of your loved ones. Even if, if your faith can't encompass all of that, then maybe you shouldn't say, just trust God. It'll all be okay. Mm -hmm. Right. That, that there is That there is is something when we talk about trust, when we talk about faith, that as soon as we start to say, because this is the outcome that's going to happen, we have just given up on faith.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Now we have, what we have done is we have determined a certainty that will happen, whether we know it will or not. We've determined it in our own thinking that this certainty will happen, and therefore I have faith in that certainty. Well, that's not faith anymore. Yeah. It, the faith, if it if it doesn't encompass all the realm of possibilities that can happen, and yet I will still continue moving forward,
2: mm-hmm.
0: then then it's not you 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 really can't call it faith. It's something else. And yeah. And and that's what I want to challenge the evangelical community with right now, is that when you say just trust God everything will be okay, I actually think that your faith might be too small. Mm-hmm. Um, when when you don't um, when you don't participate in things that actively care for your neighbor. Actively care for your loved ones. Actively care for um, uh, the the community at large. That we don't want to see wildfire type sweeping mm-hmm. nature of a of a virus like this, right? Um, if you don't, if you're not caring about those things, you your faith is too small. It's not that you have some great level of faith and you're fighting the power and, you know, and the evils of government, you know, and, and scientists who are against God and, and all this kind of thing. It's that your faith is too small. Your, your faith can't handle what if it, what if it doesn't go the way that you think it should? Yeah. Your faith can't handle what if, what if I don't survive this? What if my kids don't survive? What if my parents don't survive this, right? If I think that when it comes into a a situation like this that we're in right now, a a pandemic kind of situation, that if if we can't work through all of the emotions that that are going to assail us and and if we don't if we if we don't have conversations that are meaningful and and talking through the the possibilities and and the far reaches of of what could happen or if this could happen or maybe this will happen all that kind of if we can't just be open and honest and embrace all of those things that that um, all those conversations and all those other thoughts and all those other possibilities and all of that um, we are going to stunt ourselves we are we are going to act in in ways that remove us from loving our neighbor Mm -hmm. that not that move us more towards loving our neighbor right and so when we can be honest with ourselves and honest with our fears honest with our anxieties honest with the possibilities like the worst case scenarios that 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 actually might happen all of a sudden it i think it Opens us up. It's like we we begin to unlock, right? Mm -hmm. And we begin to just kind of open up to this point where we can now, we can live with love. Mm -hmm. We can live with love moving forward saying, I'm going to do what's in your best interest, not in the interest of what I think things should be like. Mm I'm gonna do what's in my community's best interest, and so on and so forth. Not just in what the way that I think things ought to be, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lay that aside, and I'm gonna think outside of myself. That is what love is. It's the it's the going beyond. It's the it's the coming outside of my shell, um, and it's and it's becoming vulnerable intentionally vulnerable to all the possibilities that quite honestly may go wrong. Um, Why? Because you matter. Why? Because my neighbor matters. My community matters. Why? Because we're all in this together. Because we're all in this together and our fight right now doesn't look like a fight. It, It looks like staying on my couch.
2: Yeah.
0: It looks like not walking out my front door. That's what it looks like for us to all fight together. We are arm in arm by staying 6 feet apart from each other.
2: Yeah.
0: And I I guess I just I I am I just I want to see evangelical brothers and sisters. Um, Brothers and sisters, in humanity, if nothing else, maybe we don't see Mm -hmm. the same way anymore, but in humanity, if nothing else, just to kind of just to to sit back for a minute and say, I'm going to choose love over anything else right now. Because, I mean, that's that's the mandate that was given to us over and over again by Jesus in the New Testament, that was the mandate that was given to us.
1: It makes me think about facing the realities that we did with my tumor. It's yeah. not coronavirus. It's it's not something that anybody else could catch from me. You know, I didn't have that social responsibility with what was going on with me. But choosing the route that we did had direct consequences on my family. Um, I had to seriously consider if I wanted to put myself in a position that caused my children to grieve the loss of a mother yeah Um, if I wanted to put myself in a position that if anything happened to my brain and I survived and you were left responsible Hmm. to take care of someone who wasn't really there but was alive what kind of life at forty-four would you have with that? Right. So I guess there was some social responsibility in the decision. But I, but I think that, um. I mean, I absolutely had a choice. I I had choices. I had choices to not do the surgery. Um, I I could have in in light of what we're talking about. I could have decided that if God wanted that tumor to go away, I could just sit and wait for it to go away, right? But God, I would have missed out on the process of courage, the process of pain, managing pain, traveling through that, understanding more about being on narcotics and what that does to somebody's body um being um with double vision and going i just made a decision that now i am not just i'm not simply blind in one eye now i see two of everything and this is even worse how long is this going to last is this my forever now Mm. did i make the wrong decision I think that it's in those journeys that we experience the most spiritual things that we can experience. And I feel like, in light of this conversation, that if we cheat ourselves with everything's going to be fine, God's going to take care of it. We don't reap all of that other awareness and bigness of God and, um, and in what it can do to your relationships and how it grows you to admit, I'm afraid, I am freaking afraid. Like I am going to do something right now that I have never been more afraid of anything in my life. And I'm going to do this. Granted, I knew that if something happened to me, I probably wouldn't have known it. I wouldn't have woken up. It would have been left on you guys. Right. And I know that that is not the case with coronavirus right now. Um, so all the more reason why I think we have a social responsibility to care for and love for our neighbor. But I do, I do think, I agree with every everything that you said, um, with, with this added personal experience that sometimes by selling ourselves short, we rob ourselves of something really beautiful, um, in the process. We may not like the end result. We, we may not like the grief. We may not like what comes with being sick. Um, But I don't think that those outcomes necessarily rob us from a spiritual experience. Hmm. True. So, who has more faith? The one who depends on someone who spent their entire life... Researching generation after generation of research piled upon, piled upon, piled upon to come to these outcomes to get us to these types of answers, vaccines, whatever it might be, to help humanity survive. Or someone who says, God is going to take care of all of it and I don't need to abide by what science is telling me. I think both need faith. I bet you... Every single one of those scientists is standing in there with incredible amounts of faith that what I am doing and what am I putting my hands to needs to have outcome that True. is good for humanity. Yeah. So I think I think no matter what side you're on, faith is required. But I think there is um we have to be careful not to sell ourselves short of either experience. Yeah.
0: I'd like to um I'd like to have a a much more in-depth faith conversation sometime.
2: Mhm.
0: Cuz we've talked about a lot of things in regards to faith.
2: Mhm.
0: Um oh, and it's, you know, all the way from where we started, you know, way back when, um yeah. and, you know, to moving, you know, to this moment in time now to where our, our faith exists now. I think that would be a good conversation to have.
1: Right. Right.
0: Maybe next time.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, we do have time. We could record podcasts every day if we wanted
1: to. Yeah, people think we have an alcohol problem if we do that. <laughs> we might. We might have a problem, but you know.
0: Um. I. I well, you know. Okay. <laughs> So one of my favorite philosophers Peter Rollins um, I just God I love this guy um, his thick Scottish accent doesn't hurt anything at all he said as soon as you say you don't have a problem well that's just more evidence that you do have a problem he says so what about the person who truly doesn't have a problem he says well <laughs> then they might want to rethink it if they're finding the need to say they don't like <laughs> as I'm like you don't win with that. <laughs> so I just don't ever say anything. I just say, how about another? <laughs> uh,
1: so We could just let everybody know this is our only drink of the day, and we happen to have it together with... A microphone
0: yeah that would mm. be a lie <laughs> right right okay good okay well uh maybe we'll record another podcast today i don't know we'll see okay. we'll see what we get to here but uh you know i can't say that there won't be another drink involved if we do
2: okay <laughs>